Welcome back to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast, the show that empower you to redefine the life you want and live your best life now. I'm Francine Belay, your host, and I'm super thrilled to bring you stories, inspiration, strategies to get more meaning in your work and in your life, make more money and be part of a movement to change the world. I am on a mission to help entrepreneurs and leaders to become leading voices in their field by leveraging what makes them unique to attract their ideal customers and make a bigger impact in their world. So, I want you to experience success in your business and also live your best life now. So today I'm featuring the Trader Profile, the fifth of the eight Wealth Dynamics Profiles. So traders, unlike the creators who have their head in the cloud, have their ear to the ground. They have a strong tempo energy. They will always know who upset whom and how to keep things fair. They are quiet by nature. They will only share if asked. And they find their flow in keeping the peace and keeping things on time. So if you need something to get done on time, go and find some trader profile. So some famous traders profile include George Soros and Jim Rogers. Well, today I have a great uh, person with me uh, who is uh, Karen Revel. She's helping coaches and experts to unlock their inner gift, purpose and wealth in business. So she helps actually conscious business owners and professionals to align to their purpose, talent and geniuses and find their natural flow so they can build businesses that bring them meaning, fulfillment and impact with ease and joy. Hi, Karen. Welcome to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast. Hi, Francine. Thank you so much for having me. So tell us in your own words, you know, I gave a very brief, you know, introduction, but tell us in your own words what you currently do. Okay, so I am a business money and mindset coach and I work um, with uh, service-based entrepreneurs, those in the transformation space and business leaders as well really but those who really I suppose my my overall uh, aim is to help people unlock their wealth and when I talk about wealth um, I think there's four aspects to wealth that there is your financial wealth um, but there's also an abundant lifestyle because when we think about wealth we think about the wider um, you know, what's, what is an abundant life or living a rich life? And that doesn't necessarily relate to money. Mm-hmm. Um, there's your self-worth, what, you, you know, how you see yourself, your own identity. And then there's your innate wealth, which is your strengths, your talents, your genius. And I think um, in all four of those areas, people have lots of beliefs or uh or lack of knowledge, lack of awareness about their own inner gifts and their own relationship with money and all all of these sort of things that holds them back. And I absolutely believe that we not only can 
earn a great living from doing work we love but actually that is the reason we're here <laughs> is like we should be earning money doing what we love as long as that is aligned to our talents and our strengths because yeah. they're, our, they're our natural gifts and each and every one of us is a gift and when we share those gifts with the world, that's what we should be getting rewarded for. I love that. We're going to explore that a little bit more later in the money piece, actually. <laughs> so that I love that uh, perspective, actually, that you have. And the, the four different uh, wealth that you have defined, this is really much more complete and comprehensive than just the financial wealth that people yeah. think about when they think about wealth. <laughs> so, um, so tell me, actually... Um, if I'm a small fly and I follow you around from the morning when you wake up to when you go back to bed, what a day in life will look like with you? Um, well, it does depend. Um, and I'm sure everyone says that, but I spend, um, I, it's fairly routine in, in, in some ways. Um, it's just that I, um, I'm fortunate enough. I spend part of my time here in the UK and part of my time in Spain, where I have another oh. uh, place. In fact, I just Marbella? came back. Marbella yeah. or? Well. Uh, no, along the coast a bit more, but yes, down <laughs> down on the south coast in Spain. Um, yeah. I've just come back last night, actually, from a month out there. So um, feel, feeling the chill of the weather. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the nice British weather. <laughs> yes. Um, but uh, yeah, when I'm in the UK, I, um, I really... I like to have a lot of balance in my life. So the mornings are spent um, in my personal life. So, it, I, you know, I tend to go to the gym each day or doing Pilates and yoga and things like that. Um, the morning is personal stuff. And then in the afternoons is when I focus on my business. So it's, it's kind of a part-time business in that sense, in terms mm. of time. Yeah. Um, and then when I'm in Spain, that kind of flips around. So in the mornings, I do my calls and, and bits and pieces on, on the business and then go out for the day and um, relax and in, enjoy my life. <laughs> so that's awesome. So you can actually, you are independent, uh, you, you, you are location independent. So you can work in Spain yes. or in UK without having to, Absolutely, to look yeah. at anybody face to face. That's brilliant. Yeah. That's yeah. actually what I also do. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. So tell me actually, how did you end up where you are today doing this work <laughs> that you are doing? Um, well, it's been a bit of a convoluted journey and probably not typical of uh, many entrepreneurs um, because I spent uh, getting on for 25 years in the corporate space. Um, I was an accountant in large organizations and I climbed the corporate ladder and whereas a lot of entrepreneurs go oh I hated that life and now I feel free. Mm. Um, actually I was the opposite. I was very wow. much in flow in wow. my corporate mm. um, world um, and you know, I, I climbed the ladder, I was successful in my career, uh, you know, well over six figures, and I actually built my wealth through mm. my career mm. um, to the point that I could retire from my job in yeah. my 40s. Um, so, wow. 
extra wow (laughs) (laughs) so um now when we talk about wealth dynamics what i can look back on now and say was i was in flow a lot of the time in my job not all the time you know we still have to fit into a job description and there's things that you don't like so much Mm -hmm. or whatever but understanding wealth dynamics and the whole concept of flow i can see that i was very much in flow Mm -hmm. when i left and started working for myself um i started off okay um but then i found where i was looking at other entrepreneurs to kind of model or to follow and that i actually started getting more and more out of flow and further away from what was right for me Mm -hmm. now again from where i am now looking back i can see that mm. the reason i did that was because a lot of those people i were following were your dynamos and your blaze energies yes and very strong and very outgoing and big vision and you know want to create empires or <laughs> worlds sort or of thing and that's not me it's not me it's not my style yeah. and for mm. a long time and I actually got to the point where you know at one point I wanted to completely give up because mm. I just felt that this you know I wasn't an entrepreneur I did you know this wasn't the, the right path for me um but actually what I now know and and, and you know really encourage other people to to understand is mm. that you know we can all work for ourselves we can all be entrepreneurs but you do need to know your talent your personality your strengths and do build your business your way in alignment with who you are and what you're here to do rather than um following role models that Mm. are absolutely not not right for you Mm. and that is what i was doing and i i think a lot of people have done the same and um it would be you know a lot of people have given up and i think it's because they're actually following people that aren't right for them wow that i think this is a very brilliant distinction actually because really but uh, you know thank, thankfully you understood that it wasn't you not you know being successful and not you know having to be exactly like your role model but when you understood your own profile and yeah. you know you can understand that there are you know as Roger Hamilton say you know those two uh, four different uh, energies and yeah. you are right like a temple with your ear on the ground yeah, when you are following it. people with the head in the clouds how, how, how on earth do you want too much actually and yeah. uh, follow the same strategy yeah it's, it's, absolutely it's, Mm. that's what to me wealth dynamics was a real uh revelation to me mm-hmm. is that i didn't have to do it that way and i didn't yeah. have to be like that mm. because and you know for a long time i was beating myself up because i'd been really successful in my career mm-hmm. it wasn't like i was stupid or yeah. anything you know but and i'd been a leader i'd had three teams and yeah. you know over 50 people and all this sort of thing and it's like yeah why couldn't I do this you know and 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 yeah I was just out of flow I wasn't following my flow totally totally other people winning strategy can be your losing strategy absolutely yeah that's it yeah that's what it's about yes that is a key lesson to everybody actually listening is really Mm. this is why I wanted to do this world dynamic series because Mm. the distinction that also me I got from that because I was also in the corporate world and uh, being a star profile but I was playing mechanic and lord kind of role you know mm. you can see how me opposite 
than you, I wasn't in the flow at all. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, so when I understood that I was totally on the right-hand side, totally on the extrovert part, and, you know, mm. I put some words on what I was sensing for many, many years, but I couldn't, I couldn't find out why, actually, you know, it wasn't working. I love all... I, I, the funniest thing is that I love my job in a way, but I didn't feel that it was what I was meant to do, right? So, you know, that, yeah. that was the different thing. So I just went out to really provide the value that I knew I can provide in a different way than what I was doing when I was in corporate. Yeah. Ah, so mm. tell me, so when you were kids, what did you want to do? Which job did you want to do or were you dreaming of when you were kids? It's interesting. I, I don't really recall much you know, certainly not when I was a like young child I don't really recall anything that oh I want to do this but I know towards um you know when you're starting to choose your your subjects in school and that um I was drawn a lot towards um languages and travel um geography things like that because I I wanted to travel mm -hmm. and I'm of the generation that you know we, we I didn't go abroad until I was 18 19 mm -hmm. when I was out to work you know we you know holidays were you know Hayling Islands or uh, Great Yarmouth or whatever in the UK so you know travel wasn't a, a a common as common as it is now so um that's the only thing i can remember and i know i i chose languages and geography in order to do that um although it didn't materialize for lots of reasons with mm. school clashes of timetable and things like that and um i kind of eventually moved more into and business studies and things like that and then that was the path that I ended up taking um, when I got out to work yeah so that's super so um, let's now de delve a little bit deeper into your traders profile and mm -hmm. actually how you know understanding that profile um, you know helped you actually to stay much more in flow in what you are currently doing yeah, well, it was interesting because, like I said to you earlier, is is when I first was I got the trader profile, I thought, oh, that's not me. It, you know, especially when I read about it, it was all about you know, uh, kind of like haggling over money and all of this. Sort of thing. oh, it's not really <laughs> buying me. and selling. Yeah, things. yeah, it's like you know, and, but. Um, then I had, and so I dismissed it, first of all, I will say that I dismissed it. Mm -hmm. Then I had a debrief with someone who was another trader. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways he described it to me was about being in the moment and being able to deal with lots of things very quickly. And that uh, and actually now I see um, a lot of people in the emergency services are mm. traders mm. because you're very good, like I say, in the moment, in an emergency, you're the one that they, you want people to be around mm. because it's like you'll get everything done and you'll get it organized and you you just kind of actually come alive when everything's like going 20 miles an hour. Mm. Um, and when he said that to me, I look back at my career, my personal life. I've seen so many instances where absolutely that was me. Mm. So 
and, and again, looking back at my career, I could see this is where I was in flow because um, my report as a trader says, don't be an accountant. And here I was like, you know, I'd spent 25 years as an accountant. But what I do know is in my corporate career, I wasn't a very good technical accountant. I wasn't great at all the details and the, you know, knowing all the laws and regulations and all of that. What I was really good at was managing people and processes to hit a deadline because it's, it's a constant flow of financial mm. information. Mm -hmm. So that kind of like, oh, that clicked into place. So um, what I do now, um, I find that it's very much, again, in the moment, coaching, um, uh, people who've trained as coaches will know their structures and there's kind of, uh, yeah, frameworks to do coaching in. But I'm very much in the moment. I feel like it's a dance with the other person. And it's very much about d going deep. Um, tempos are all about service as yeah. well and going deep in those relationships and detail as well um, yeah, yeah although that's more, more still but yeah, yeah it's, it's the deep relationships mm -hmm. and deep connections so um, I find it quite hard to work with someone for just like one session or mm. a couple of sessions I like a, a, a deep relationship with with mm. my clients um, so yeah so it that's how I can see how uh, my trader profile comes out now in the work I do. Yeah, so that's brilliant uh, to give this distinction. And uh, yes, exactly. Not just um, sticking to just the uh, first description of, you know, what a trader is when you think of the trading floor, how yeah. actually in a way they also react in the moment. Absolutely. Right? You, can't, you can't be a trader and just, you know, be dreaming around there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you have to be in moments, right? But that was, wasn't the way it came across when I first understood <laughs> it. And that's why I didn't, I disregarded it. But once mm. you actually get into it, you realize, ah, oh, yeah, I am a trader, you know, and it's, um, mm. yeah. So it is about, um, when you understand it, it, you know, you might need it described to you in different ways, but yeah. when you get it, you'll realize, yes, this is my profile. And, you know, and for things even like marketing, mm -hmm. you know, I now know I don't have to be out there all over the internet, yep. <laughs> like mm -hmm. a star or a, a dynamo <laughs> or whatever. Um, I can just, I can just uh, network even online, but mm -hmm. network one-on-one -on -one with people exactly. and build my relationships and, and, and have that flow of clients that way rather than being all the way out there. <laughs> That is a brilliant distinction. And uh, yeah, so I think that, yes, discovering your profile and really actually, as you say, really digging a little bit more to understand what actually that means is mm -hmm. very important, actually. Um, so uh, tell me now, um, I know that you say that, you know, you didn't have any dream when you were a kid and things like mm -hmm. that. But, um, but how did you, um, would you say that you've discovered who you are? at the moment and if so how did that happen well I th yes I, I would say that well one of the things I mean when I first left my corporate job one of the things I did was I trained as a coach and I did a lot of career coaching and um, uh, it, career change coaching so part of that is to do a lot of self-discovery work with mm. people and what I would do as part of that process was we would narrow down one or two themes mm -hmm. that's that that flowed through people's lives and then we'd work on that to, to find their new career and I couldn't see my own theme mm. 
mm-hmm. the theme of my life yeah. um and it's it's one of those things that you can never see it yourself because it's like that's it's true. something on the exactly. end of your nose you can't see it <laughs> if can't see else it. exactly it. that's exactly this good yes. the metaphor for that <laughs> um but it is wealth it is wealth and in in that wider sense that i mentioned earlier and people kept saying to me oh Karen you should teach about money you know you're financially free you've got this lovely lifestyle all that stuff and I kept thinking oh yeah but I don't want to be an accountant and I don't want to be advising people about money and all this thing so I was looking at the money aspect all the time but then when I switched it to wealth all of a sudden it it was just like oh yeah of course because yes I have you know I have done well financially But to me, it is about those other aspects. It is yes. about understanding your talents and your genius. It is about um, owning your own self-worth. Mm. Um, and, you know, having you, whatever that might look like. Yeah. But what was that critical moment, as, uh, you know, somebody would say, that made you jump out of corporate world where actually you were doing well, you know, and then just decided to do something totally different? Um, two things, I think, was um, one, I, that cl- I, the one thing I would say within the corporate world, I felt it was very much an energy of proving yourself all the time. Um, you kind of, <laughs> the difference between the corporate world and your world is time the corporate world you kind of market yourself every now and then when you uh, need to change jobs but then you spend most of your time proving yourself and it's mm-hmm. it's very much that proving energy mm-hmm. um and i found this uh very draining on me and as you got higher that that sense of proving says what causes I think it causes a lot of people the stress mm. uh, it's, it, it's not so much the amount of work you have but it's this whole sense of I've got to prove myself every day mm-hmm. um, the, and you know and looking at I looked around and I thought oh gosh going up to the next level is just more of the same more, more proving myself mm-hmm. um, so that was one side the, the other side where I was actually asked to do work that felt out of alignment with my values Mm. um and you know it was kind of like well get on and do that or or you're going to lose your job or you're going to have to walk away from your job and that and it was just that whole sense of you know being out of integrity and out of alignment with your values Mm. and again I just got to that point where I thought well if this is what being successful, I'll put in a quote, uh, you know, so I think that was, that was when I really felt like, uh, yeah, jumping ship and wanting to do my own thing. Mm, yeah. So I got to get it. So that's very important actually to see actually the critical moment when somebody moved from, you know, mm. a place where they are to, you know, where you are today and you know what's what's really make you and i totally understand you know 
getting out of alignment with your value and having to prove yourself. I think that's, mm. that's, that's another draining thing that's mm. due to the yeah. right in the corporate world. You always have to prove yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you still have to prove yourself when you work also for yourself, but it's a totally different way uh, of proving yourself. So, you know, you don't have a boss, a nagging boss. <laughs> you are yourself then you're not your own nagging boss. yeah yeah worse <laughs> that sometimes is worse sometimes you know um so uh tell me um what did you struggle the most in life would you say yeah for me especially as a child it was being um noticed i was very shy um, very quiet, very timid. Um, and I remember teachers always getting me to like shout what I felt was shouting out, out a message or if they took my name in register you know in the register they'd ask me three times until I shouted my name. Mm-hmm. Um, and even you know even in my career I can remember sometimes you know going into meetings and people kept saying to me oh you, you're not loud enough Karen you don't speak up enough mm. and again this is me a tempo what I can see now is that sometimes you, you don't feel the need to be putting yourself out there and being up front all the time so um yeah it's one of those things that I I did struggle with a lot um and I think a few things have helped me you know when you grow in your confidence and your own self uh yeah self-confidence your energy is different so I don't feel I I don't feel I'm any louder now but I just feel my energy is different Mm. I'm more grounded and more confident in myself Mm. and that that energy comes across now Mm. oh you totally are not quiet I can see you clear (laughs) and nice and really well so yeah so you know hearing that you were somebody who you know, people <laughs> were putting you on spots to, you know, <laughs> yeah. to get you, um, you know, speak up. So, yes, definitely. If, if, if that was the case, you definitely have done some, um, some work until mm. now, actually. Um, so, so when you look back now at your childhood, how would you say that he has prepared you to be who you are today in general? Oh, that's an interesting question. <laughs> uh, it's funny just the other day someone uh one of my cousins sent an uh a photo of me and my two brothers when we were younger mm-hmm. and we're standing together I don't know I was probably about 11 years old and mm-hmm. I've got two younger brothers and I was standing there holding a piggy bank mm-hmm. and it, wow already this <laughs> comes that whole theme of wealth it's like exactly. even back then I was also saving pennies and I don't know why I mean you know as a family we didn't have any money and and that but there must have been something in that that I saw my parents struggling and that that Mm. I wanted to to us and get on and and that um but I I don't know really I I think just having a a sense of being yourself is okay actually Mm. being yourself is okay I would say is probably the main thing I think for many years I felt I had to be someone else or be like others and you sort of learn to not be yourself for a long time I felt I needed to be someone else and uh, yeah if you if you more you are yourself the more both you're happy because you're just being you but you'll attract the right people around you um 
you know because you know we we can all be ourselves we don't have to pretend and be someone else which is mm. what i felt i needed to be when i was younger mm-hmm. that's a really good actually uh, insight so what would you say is a tough moment or the toughest moment you have encountered in your life and then the learnings that you've got from it um i would go back to that point where i was about to leave my job in corporate mm-hmm. it was being asked to do something that yeah. was totally against my values mm-hmm. um it was it meant it, it meant other people losing their jobs if we'd gone ahead well they did go ahead with it but um and what i learned was that even in a situation where you didn't feel it was right you could still um help others um because i uh, you know i supported the manager of the team that was losing their jobs as best as i could i did a lot of coaching actually then um for him um and just trying to help people through that process because if i'd walked away then um someone else would have come in and done it and mm. maybe have been more brutal about it so actually um even in situations when you feel you're going against your values if you stick to what's your natural strengths and what you feels right then you can you, you can still come out with some level of integrity <laughs> within that process yeah that makes uh, sense that makes to, to total sense actually um, you know we, within that situation regardless what it is you make the most you can to support yeah. um yeah those people mm. Mm. that's that's good um so is there anything that you regret in your life having done or not having done earlier Um Looking back now I suppose uh, the age I am now I mean if you'd asked me that 20 years ago though I might have said a few things but you know as you get older I think you kind of come to accept who you are mm-hmm. and that uh, your life and everything you've done in lots of ways have led you to to what you have now and who you are so I would say um no because uh, you know like that example it's just yeah. even when there's things that you perhaps didn't like or wished hadn't happened initially you've gained some learning out of that so no i don't think that's um i don't think i really have any regrets now at, at, i can say at this age <laughs> that's the age now yes, the word of <laughs> wisdom actually i think yes when when we mature we look back and then you know everything that happened good and bad has, has shaped who we are actually yeah i've seen exactly have the yeah. lessons and the learnings and even the gifts actually yes <laughs> that yeah. we have oh that's awesome now we have come to money bit <laughs> okay uh, so okay my question for money is that Sometimes people don't actually um you know they do what they love but do not get paid well or other people perhaps might have you know might get paid well but you know are doing something they don't quite love. So mm-hmm. my question usually is that how can we do both what we love and get paid well for it? I think it comes back to yeah. understanding um and and I know you you've done the podcast on this yourself and seen a few weeks ago about the the wealth formula yeah mm-hmm. being um like money flows to wherever there's value mm-hmm. 
and this this is the crux of what I see as wealth is like your innate wealth is your value and that is a common quite often we look at our passions separate from our talents mm. our talents our strengths that's where the value lies so when you align your passion with your strengths and 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 put it you know sort of package that up in a way that others can see that value then the money is going to flow to you mm. but what most people's have the disconnect is is they go oh I love to do this but they don't see the value that they bring to that mm. or you know how they're perceiving it in a different way or you know approaching it in a different way or whatever and it, it's aligning those that talent with the passion and I think when you can start doing that start seeing how that comes together then the money will start to flow mm -hmm. I also think um, and some of the work I do is that we I, I I've saying that that there is a caveat in that money will not flow if we believe we don't deserve money or that money is bad um, so there is this whole mindset piece around money as well that has come from you know our our families our cultures our religions uh, you know all sorts society at large yeah. that money is bad or too much money is greedy and that yeah. so we have to also work on that side to allow the money to flow into us or to, or if it does flow in to stay some of it to stay with us um you know depending um we all we all have our own money style our own money relationship so uh, yeah i work with people around that as well mm, yeah so you're right because you know uh, you know on one side we need to have the skills to know how to align our passion and talent to mm. bring that value out and package that in a way that people can see that um and then obviously you know give us the money as a result but again, the other side, the psychological side, the mindset base, as you say, is often very big mm -hmm. as well. And people, if they think they don't deserve that much money yeah. in their own mind, you know, no matter what they try to do, is going to limit them. So actually, yeah. Um, yes, so those limiting beliefs. So is there any tips that you can share perhaps to people how they can at least start to get rid of some of the limiting beliefs they might have around money? Well, I think, again, there's two aspects of that. The, the first one is your own self-worth. Mm. So you need to start thinking about all the things that you're good at, that mm. you're great at, that, you know, that people will tell you that you're, you know, that you can do really well. Because when we dismiss that, we're, you know, we, we need to build our own self-worth muscle because our own self-worth will be part of that um, mindset around being deserving enough to have money. Yeah. Um, so one of the exercises I get with, to do uh, some of my clients is to write out 50 ways um, that they are great, what they're great at, um, and just write it out. And when they're finished, I get them to screw it up and throw it away and then do the same thing the next day <laughs> um, and keep on doing it because we have to remind ourselves, we're, 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 you know, as humans, we naturally focus on the things we're bad at rather than mm -hmm. things we're good at. Mm. So it's, it, that, that's one side of it. The other side of it is um, actually understanding your personality and your money style. Mm. So just like as in wealth dynamics, we have um, a archetype 
archetypes for knowing our strengths and our talents mm. i work with some money archetypes so mm. there are archetypes that understand our 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 money personality if you like and our relationship with money um, and when you understand that you can understand a little bit more about how you naturally attract um, money um, and what and what money means to you and what your like I say your money style or personality is and that it's okay uh, to you know if you're someone who's a big spender that's fine but then how do you attract the money in in the first place to do that? And what are you spending that money on? Is it stuff that's really important to you? Um, whereas you might be someone who's very thrifty, but then that might hold you back because you're not willing to spend, uh, you know. So it's, it's understanding your money personality as well. Mm, so Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that's awesome, actually, yes, to a starting point of people to start looking at, uh, you know, their relationship with money as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. Thank you for sharing this. Now let's talk about building a movement. So which movement are you leading or would like to lead or be part of? Well, again, I, it comes back to this whole theme of wealth. Um, I passionately believe that everyone needs to know how to create wealth for themselves. Um, I think, again, it comes back to a lot of the beliefs. They're, they're, you know, there's a lot of politicians out there that talk about, oh, we're going to tax the rich to give to the poor. And don't get me wrong, there is huge, uh, you know, the distribution of wealth around the world needs to change. We need more balance. Yeah. But it's a bit like that uh, proverb. It's, it's, if you... Uh, give a man a fish he can eat for today but mm. if you teach him how to fish he can eat for the rest of his life yeah and and it's the same thing it's it's like if you take money from rich people and give it to poor people mm. well they, they can eat for today they can mm. survive for today and in some cases we need to do that but we need to teach people how to create wealth for themselves so that they can look take that responsibility on and we need to encourage the, the very wealthy people to be more philanthropic mm. and give back and um and i'm sure francine you know in this day and age you like me you've seen a lot of entrepreneurs um really moving into that social yeah. enterprise space and, yeah. and giving back a lot mm. and um i think you know, this is a, a, a really big thing coming through in business now. Mm, mm. And yeah, that, that, that's what I believe is, is we can encourage those that are unwealthy to create wealth and those that have wealth to give back more. And yeah. that's how we change the wealth distribution on the planet. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant, brilliant insight. And uh, yes, uh, in the entrepreneurial movement that, um, you know, in Entrepreneur 5.0, this is also some of the principle that, you know, we all learn about, you know, all this philanthropy and uh, giving money back and buy one, give one. And, you know, there's yes. so many um, uh, initiatives at the moment and also like very wealthy people giving half of their fortune or whatever fortune so i think that the conscious um you know entrepreneurs yeah. are really emerging at the moment absolutely um, and um, yeah so it's good to see that also happening yeah so how do you want to be remembered for um for me i don't i don't see i have um again be, being a tempo I'm, I'm not like this huge vision of changing the world <laughs> single-handed but yeah. um 
just to have changed people's lives mm. um i think to have really mattered to some people and to have made that difference and to know that their lives change because mm. of the work we did together or something i've said to them or whatever but in some way that you know the people i've come into contact with it's changed their lives in some way for the better yeah, that's great. That's big. That's big too, <laughs> actually. That's cool. So how, actually, let me know now, what you learned from all your experience. One of the things that you learned from all your experiences that you really want to transmit to others the most. You can achieve whatever you desire, um, but you do need to be in alignment with your, your talents, your values, and to align your beliefs and identity with that. Um, so it, you know, yeah, your past doesn't matter. It's where you're going and what mm. you're willing to do and education, status, money, none of that counts. Mm. If you believe and you, and you focus, you can, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. That's a brilliant, uh, uh, teaching. So, um, tell me now, so how do you keep yourself motivated when things are not that rosy? I think for me now, gratitude is a big part. Um, I'm, um, although I've kind of had a plan and, um, you know, and, and shaped my own destiny, mm -hmm. um, I'm very grateful for the position I find myself in now. It's not luck, but again, you know, you, you need to be grateful for what you've got. Mm. Um, so just reminding me whenever I'm down or something's not going right, I just look around and, you know, the life I, I'm living now and I'm very grateful to be in this position. I think that's the biggest thing. And there's gratitude and what, you know, people listening to me right now might say, oh yeah, it's all right for you to say that, but <laughs> you can, you know, you've only got to go out for a walk in nature <laughs> to be grateful for everything that's positive uh, around you. You know, you can really connect into that and um find something to be grateful for mm, yeah no that's brilliant so um so if your life was a film or a book which title will it be oh my gosh uh, <laughs> now that would be quite a hard one because i don't i don't watch a lot of films <laughs> what about what about books Do you read books <laughs> uh, well yeah not very many novels i will say that um well, it can be a non-fiction it, it can be a non-fiction yeah. uh, title too it doesn't have to be fiction <laughs> anything <laughs> dare to dream i think is mm. what's coming to me <laughs> that, that's lovely yeah i love that too dare to dream that's super what would you say is your superpower having the perception and the sensing of knowing what needs attention in the moment um, so when I'm in a situation or I'm with people, it's, it's about what needs to happen or needs that attention right now. Um, I can see that as a theme through my life mm. um, and just being, yeah, helping others see their truth and their path, you know, being in alignment and that, but yeah, I think that sense in that perception of, yeah of what's needed now what's mm -hmm. right now mm -hmm. very much in tune with your energy your tempo yeah. energy yeah having yeah. your ear to the ground really listening and yes yeah, super yeah um so finally uh what's your definition of meaningful work and meaningful life 
Oh, um, I think it comes back to what I've been saying really is it's um, aligning to your gifts and, and you know your talents and genius it's integrating your life with your work um, there shouldn't be any divide, um line between that um, love what you do and make a difference in some way to others whether that's directly through your work whether that's giving money back in some way or whether it's giving your time or you know having a hobby or something but I think when we make a difference to someone else's life that that really gives us a sense of purpose and meaning mm, that's super any other last piece of guidance that you think that you'd like to pass on to our listeners to do more meaningful work and a meaningful life? I think awareness is key. So whether you use something like the Wealth Dynamics or um, other tools, there are lots of tools out there, yeah. just be, being more aware of who you are yeah. and what you're here to do um, and why it matters for you. Um, to me that that's key so yeah understanding yeah. yourself first that's brilliant uh, a very big big piece actually awareness is like key in everything um and mm. understanding ourselves yeah. you know big job but you know is necessary to do <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah is there any resources that listeners should absolutely know about how to uh go about doing meaningful work and live a meaningful life that you will recommend yeah, I mean, um, one of my mentors uh, was, is someone called Nick Williams, okay. and he's written lots of books now, oh. but um, a few of his books, um, his original one, which I think is just coming up to its 20th year anniversary, is The Work oh. You Were Born to Do. Wow, that's um, good. Yeah. And he's written the yeah um and the business you were born to create um and also one others of his which is resisting your soul yeah. which is all about you know the resistance that comes up when you start stretching yourself yeah. so how can people reach you and learn more about you and your work um well i have my own website which mm -hmm. is under my own name so karen com, and that revels r-e-v-e-l-l -L. Okay. um i'm on facebook linkedin and i'm also a mentor on the genius you platform which is for entrepreneurs so if people are interested in the wealth dynamics or the the whole work that the entrepreneurial movement is doing now they can find me on there as well Okay, that's super. I love how you pronounce your 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 name, Revel, the yes. French way. And I I try so hard to pronounce it the English way, Revel. <laughs> <laughs> it is it, actually originally a French name. So, oh, okay. Yeah. That's that's where I thought. Okay, I was just trying to pronounce very yeah. hardly the English way, and you pronounce Revel. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, brilliant, yeah. uh, Karen. That was awesome, awesome, awesome uh, to speak to you and um, you to like share me. your journey and your wisdom to our listeners. Well, thank you very much for having me. Thank you, Francie. What are you committed to do today to do more meaningful work and live a meaningful life? The show notes of this episode of Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life are available on my webpage, francinebelli.com slash podcast, with all the references and resources shared on this show. Whilst you are there, leave me a message to tell me in the comments what was your key takeaway from this episode. 
If you enjoy this podcast and want to show your love and support, subscribe to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app where you are listening to this podcast and leave me a five-star review. It will take you a minute, but it will mean a lot to me and will also help me to spread this word and being found online. So thank you for listening to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast, the show that empower you to redefine the life you want and live your best life now. I will see you next week for another epic episode of this season four. Until then, dream, act and make an impact. Lots of love.